Welcome to An Apple a Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple a Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. Hey, how you feeling today, my friends? You feeling good? You feeling strong? You feeling better than you did yesterday? Excellent. You can't ask for better than that. How you making out with your medication? You taking the medication the way you're supposed to? Excellent. Excellent. You can't ask for better than that. I want to remind you, an apple a day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast. And if you haven't been there lately, you got to get over there and check the website out. We have a brand new website, and coming up this week, we have a new feature on the website. It's called Famous Apple Shops. Now, I'm not going to go into what it's about. One thing I will tell you, we're not selling t-shirts or jackets with our name on it or anything like that. Nope, it's going to be great. You're going to love it. I'm not telling you what it's about yet, though. I want you to see it for the first time and just be surprised because you're going to be happily surprised. Believe me when I tell you that. But it's called Famous Apple Shops and that's all I'm going to tell you right now. But as soon as it's up and ready this week, there'll be another Slice of the Apple podcast out letting you know and you can go over there and check it out. And while you're tripping around the web, I want you to check out www.famousapple.com forward slash group. That's our Facebook group page, Living with a Disability. There's a great group of people over there. There's a lot of conversations going on, questions being asked, questions being answered, friends being made. Go over there, check that out. It's a lot of fun. And who knows, you're making a couple of new friends. You like it. Trust me. Well, We've got a very important message came in on the news wires this morning, and I want to share this with you. It's about this new Delta variant with the COVID-19. It's scary, my friends. It's definitely scary, but I want to share this with you. So sit back and check this out. organization's decision to encourage those who are fully vaccinated to wear masks, as a result of the highly transmissible Delta variant, is a good idea, according to University of Arizona College of Medicine Phoenix. We don't want to wait until after the fact, and get caught with this thing already ahead of us, when we know that masks work, according to the College of Medicine. To put this in context, the Alpha variant, which originated out of the UK, was about 50% more infectious and transmissible. The Delta variant is 60% more infectious than that. The Delta variant, which was first identified in India, has now spread to more than 80 countries. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, officials warn it will likely become the dominant strain in the U.S. in a matter of weeks as infections attributable to the highly contagious variant spread rapidly nationwide. 
COVID-19 cases caused by the Delta variant currently account for about one-fifth of new coronavirus infections in the U.S., according to the CDC. The CDC needs to act quickly, without waiting, to follow the WHO guidelines and ask everyone to put the masks back on so we can stay open, protect folks, and keep the economy going, the university said. We're already seeing preliminary numbers out of Israel where fully vaccinated people are getting sick. Preliminary findings by Israeli health officials found that about half of adults infected by the Delta variant in the country were fully vaccinated, the Wall Street Journal reported. And as it stands now, the Delta variant is likely causing about 90% of new infections in Israel. Outbreaks of infections, largely driven by the Delta variant, have prompted governments, from around the world, to reimpose coronavirus-related restrictions. South Africa is imposing at least two weeks of lockdowns, while about 10 million Australians are also under lockdown. Here in the U.S., Los Angeles County officials are urging all residents to wear masks in public indoor spaces, regardless of vaccination status. We have gotten into this false sense of security thinking it's okay to take off masks, warned leading doctors at the College of Medicine Phoenix. The best thing to do is to start putting the masks back on to prevent another surge from happening, and if you're unvaccinated, now is the time to get vaccinated before this Delta variant comes for you. Now this is the same thing I've been saying right along. These shots are not silver bullets. They're not going to protect you 100%. The masks work. We've seen them work right from the beginning. We wore them. It started knocking the numbers right down. People are still dying even though they're getting the shots. The shots are not foolproof. They're another arrow in your quiver. But they're not foolproof. They're not the... They're not going to take the this scourge away. So please wear the masks. And with this Delta variant, wear the gloves. What does it take by going into a store, putting on a pair of latex gloves? This way you're not passing it by touching things in the store and you're not picking it up by touching things in the store. Using self-checkout, you don't know what the person before you had. The same thing when you go to a gas station. Picking up the gas pump, you don't know what the person before you had that you're picking up the gas pump right after somebody else. It takes seconds, seconds to put on a rubber glove or a latex glove. It takes seconds to put a mask on to walk in. And you're protecting not only you, you're protecting your family, you're protecting the other people in the store, whether they're friends, family, strangers. And they're protecting you by wearing the mask. It takes so little time to save a life. Not only yours, but somebody else's. And anyone that tells you it's an inconvenience to put a mask on, they're a liar. Okay? And you can tell them I said so. Alright, let's move on here because I want to get to our guest. Today on An Apple A Day... We have a very special guest. She's the creator, the administrator, the moderator, the chief cook and bottle washer over at that vegan disabled gal. Her name is Erin Fernandes. Now, let me tell you something. I've had a lot of people on the podcast, but 
this young lady, she has quite a following. I've had people writing me to see if I actually am having her on the podcast. (laughs) Yes, that's right. She has a fan base. And I know why. Because she happens to be one of the nicest, most genuine people I have met in a long time. And she is knowledgeable when it comes to disability and people in general. She's knowledgeable. She's nice. And like I said, she's genuine. She's not one of those phonies. She's not somebody that gets on the on the internet and types like there's sugar dripping out of her mouth. And when she's off the keyboard, she's just a rotten person. No, she's genuinely nice. Now, we originally planned on talking about caretakers and caregivers. And dealing with them sometimes can be really rough. But we got off on a tangent. We started talking about everything. We went off on several different topics. And believe me when I say we could have talked for hours and hours. That's how easy she is to talk to. And I guess (laughs) we realized how long we were going and we had to cut it short at one point. But we are going to talk again, believe me. But I want you to listen to this one thing before before we get into the interview. So Just sit back for a second, listen to this. To succeed as a caregiver, you should be patient, empathetic, and have strong people skills. You should be observant and committed to making your client feel safe and comfortable. Caregiver responsibilities. Assisting with personal care, which may include bathroom functions, bathing, grooming, dressing, and eating. Following a prescribed health care plan, which may include assisting with exercise and administering medication. Ensuring the client's home is organized according to their needs and that safety measures are in place. You may also be expected to assist with some light housework. Providing emotional support and encouragement to perform necessary tasks. Providing mobility assistance may be required, for example, helping the client in and out of bed, a chair, or a wheelchair. Transporting or escorting the client to medical and other appointments. Monitoring and reporting changes in health, behavior, and needs. This all sounds wonderful, but sometimes, familiarity breeds contempt. In some cases, caregivers seem to lose track of the fact that the person with the disability is actually their employer and not their dependent. On today's episode of An Apple a Day, Jimmy discusses the subject of caregivers, along with a whole host of other topics, with his guest, Aaron Fernandes, of the Facebook group, that vegan disabled gal. Without any further ado, I want you to sit back, relax, while I introduce you to that vegan disabled gal, Erin Fernandez. Okay, I want to introduce you to our new friend, Erin Fernandez. Hello, Erin. Hello, how? She is from that vegan disabled gal. She has a group page on Facebook. And I'm going to put the address in the show notes. I want you to go over there and check out her page. She's got some unbelievable stories. There's a lot of chatter chatter going on over there. But say hello to Erin. Hello, Erin. How are you? Very good. How are you doing? Good, good. So, Erin, you're always saying you want to get your story out there. Tell us about yourself. Well, 
I am 42 years old now. I live in the Berkshires. Um, I had my stroke when I was 30. Wow. And I was in the hospital for um, for two years total, like two years nonstop. And um, so and so obviously I went through a lot of physical therapy, a lot of OT, a lot of PT. Um, I was completely in a coma at first and for two weeks. And then I woke up and I was totally blind. And gradually, my some of my vision came back, but it wasn't until about le- at least one year after that I could start seeing things. I could start watching TV. So, but for at least a good year, I was kind of just I didn't know where to look at things. I didn't know how to target things. So it was very erratic. And so, but thankfully, I learned how to. I need to learn everything again. How to eat how to bathe myself, how to do everything. So, Are you legally blind now? Yes, I am, I am legally blind now. So, like, I, I am legally blind. Um, I use a wheelchair or a walker to get around. My balance is horrible. I, 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 if I try to stand up, I, I can't take a step. I fall down like a tree, you know? <laughs> um, it's, it's, a, it's a situation, but... It's, I do, I try to do some form of PT, um, not officially with any therapist, but every, uh, every day or so with my caretakers. So, and I try to do something and as well as I try to do some computer work, uh, playing on my iPad to help with my targeting and my vision. But again, it's, it's process. So hopefully I will be able to get, go to, get some inpatient or get some home therapy and then graduate to outpatient therapy. So that would be the goal. But the pandemic, everything kind of for a wrench and things. So as you can imagine, so but we're slowly getting there. Yeah. The pandemic kind of threw everybody into turmoil. Yes. Especially the disabled people. Yes. Yes. Now, out of curiosity with the pandemic, did you find yourself just locked away and staying inside? Yes, completely and totally. I, um, luckily, um, my boyfriend or my caretaker would go to the grocery store and do everything for me, um, do all those things, um, go to the shopping, get everything I needed so I didn't have to go out um, because obviously being high risk, you know, having, I had two strokes and one heart attack. So it, it just... And not being able to walk it or, or properly wash my hands. I'm like a little, I'm like a small child when I try to wash my hands. So it was just safer to me to stay inside, which actually got really quite depressing. And um, I do take Prozac, but I upped my Prozac to 60 from 40. So just a minor uptake, and that did did take care of things. So I was conscious of it, I took care of it, and just wanted to make sure. But And what yeah. about now? Are you still wearing a mask? Um, I still wear, wear I, I last time I went out was uh, to get my nails done for my birthday, and I did wear a mask. Um, I have no problem with wearing masks. I think we all should wear masks. Like, with the new the strain, the, the India strain, we're not out of the woodwork yet. I can understand how and why people don't want to wear masks. And they want to get back to life as normal, you know. So, but one, going on in public places, I would always wear a mask just because that's, you know, I, I, I don't want to get other people sick, and I don't want to get myself sick. So it just, you know, and being high risk, 
I, I think it's a smart thing to do. I agree with you 2,000%. I still wear a mask. My wife still wears a mask. Yes. My wife, when she goes into like a, a, a quick shop or a, a gas station, grocery store, she still puts on the gloves. The, yes, yeah, yeah. Especially if she has to like touch a machine like a self-checkout or something like that. Yeah, so my wife my wife does it because of me. And she yeah. had the shots. Yes, yeah, my, my boyfriend had the shots. Um, his son had the shots. My caretakers all have the shots. And they do still the same because because it's safe. It's been, I believe it's a smart thing to do. You know, It's not a big deal for me to wear a mask for a couple of minutes and so I do. I don't wear it outside when I'm like sunbathing or, or you know, me like, a, or if we're just hanging out with, with people I know. But I've not hung out with people, so I don't really know. But that's that's. Um, now, did you get the shot yet? Yes, I did. I got my shot. Yeah, you did. I'm officially, I was officially, um, I believe, vaccinated um, around the end of June. So, yes, so I've been officially been at you know so. See, I, I haven't got the shots yet. Yeah. My doctor had told me to wait until uh, the fall, actually. Oh, well, uh, yes. Because I have, well, so many underlying. Yes, underlying conditions. Yeah. yeah. And because uh, I, had, I had asked him, I went for the antibody test. And yeah. yeah, I said to him, I said, should I get the shot? He says, I would wait if I were you. Yeah. And I said, okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. but my wife got my wife got it. Uh, yeah. A few months ago, actually. So, I, I haven't been in a store since last March. Oh, gosh, wow. So, yes. Uh, yeah. First time I was in a store was when I was I was at the Walgreens getting the shot. So, that was, <laughs> I was like, so excited. I was like a kid in a candy store. I was like, I wanted to buy nuts. I wanted to buy everything that was wrong. I was like, so do you know, things I don't even normally look at. <laughs> <laughs> things you don't even need. Yeah, you just yeah, want to yeah, buy yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I can't wait to go in the store. I my my big my big outing is I go with my wife and I sit in the car. I feel like a little kid. Yeah. <laughs> Windows are rolled up. Yeah, yeah. But no, I, I haven't been in a store since last March. But, wow. yeah, but that's just that's just the the way it, I guess the new normal, I guess. Yeah, not the say. new normal, yeah. But yeah. what are you gonna do? But the, I'm, yeah. I'm glad you're still wearing the mask. I, I feel very strongly about the mask. And I, I say that yes. a lot on this on this podcast. I, you know, people don't want... It's a little thing. Yes. I, don't, I, don't, I don't see what the big thing is that that they're complaining about. It's just a, it's a, a, a little thing that's going to save your life. Yeah. It's like wearing a seatbelt. You know, like I, you, you wear, oh, wearing shoes and when you walk into a store. You, right. you, know, <laughs> right. you know, it's like... You have to wear, you know, you have to wear pants going someplace. So why not, you know? Yeah, it's, it takes two seconds. You put it over each ear. You walk yeah. into the store. You walk out. Take it off. Yeah. True. But so. you know, people have to complain about something, I guess. That's yeah. <laughs> you know. But anyhow, so you know, you and I were talking, and a couple other people on your site about caregivers. Yes. And you know they mean well. Yes, I, I I truly believe they mean well, but I know I've had some bad experiences with them, and you yeah. were saying you've had some bad experiences yeah. with them. 
and I don't think they come in meaning to give us bad experiences. Yeah, yeah. But, I, I truly, sorry. No, go ahead. Okay. I truly believe um, there's certain people that just take it for a job, and you're just a job. Yes. And then there are certain people who want to really help you and want to, and or there are others who get too committed and they think they're living your life for you. They like, like they just because you don't agree with what I want to do doesn't mean I shouldn't be able to do it. Like you're here to assist me in living my own life. You know, and that's that's what um that's the program that I was a part of that, you know, that was the big thing, you know, living your life and, you know, getting your, capturing your goals, et cetera. So, you know, it was frustrating. So, but now that I have, um, um, my, my boyfriend and the son and another kid here, like, it's more, I feel like I'm living my own life and I'm not living someone else's life or my staff's life because try dating, when you have four different staff um, coming and going in and out of your house and four different girls telling you what they're saying about your boyfriend or what they, or, or you know, why he's not good for you. You know, no, mm-hmm. it's, it, it was very, it was, it was not, the, the lines between, between professionalism and friendship got blurred quite a bit. So. Right. Well, you put it, you put it, Really great. You said it was like having four different mothers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like having four different moms. You know, and, you know, one was the cool mom. I was like, yeah, do it. And then one was like uptight button up mom. They were like, mm, <laughs> no, no. So, <laughs> so, it is. so, but I believe all in all, you know, people do mean well. So. Well, you know what happens too. Familiar familiarity breeds contempt yeah. sometimes. Yes. Yes. And you know what the, you know what happens though too? I think they forget that they're working for you. Yes. And not the exactly, opposite. Exactly, yes. And that yes. happens even though that even happens like with doctors and nurses and you know, especially yes. in our community, the disabled community. Yes. That they look at us like, Well, you have no place to go and you're gonna do as I say. Yes. You go to a doctor's appointment and I don't know about you. I've gone to doctor's appointments where they've left me waiting in a waiting room for like an hour. Yeah, hours, yeah. And it wasn't it wasn't until a couple of years ago I actually got smart and I said, wait a minute, I'm yeah. paying you. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I'm not going to sit here and wait. That's like going to a grocery store and they keep yeah. passing you over. I'm here. Yeah. I'm here to buy something from you. I'm here. I'm going, I'm going to the doctor's office. I'm here to buy yeah. you a service. Yes. And yeah. if you're going to keep passing me over and pushing me to the side, I'm going to go to another doctor. Yeah. Yep. And it wasn't. It, it, you know, the same thing with the care with the caregivers. I'm yeah. not. I'm not here to take orders from you, and I'm not. You know, and you're not here to take orders from me. Either. You're yes. here to give me yeah. a service. It to assist me, and you know. And you just assist me in doing things and assist me in doing what I would normally have done. For instance, there was one time when I wanted to go over to my dad's house. He was, he was, uh, he, had, he had been diagnosed with cancer. Huh. And um, I wanted to go you know, just help out with the work. I used to help with phones. I used to help make phone calls because that's something I could do. Right. And, and it was a big an issue as to they, they didn't want to drive me. It's, it's, 
10 minutes away. You don't want to drive me. You don't want to be gas money. Like it's, it was, and it became like a thing, like, like gas money became a thing. And it became like a, I could only go to the local grocery store and, or not the one that was cheaper for me, uh, you know, like, and more feasible for me to buy things that, but I could all go to the expensive one, which was stop and shop and run near us. But, um, and so it just becomes, I was living their life, like doing what they wanted them <laughs> me to do and not what I wanted to do. So that, that was one of the issues. So it, it, it's, it's unbelievable. I, I never had them living with me 24 hours. Yes. But I had, yeah. them, I had them coming seven days a week yes. to, to the yeah. house. I had, you know, OT and uh, PT and a nurse yeah. coming. Yeah. And uh, there was days where I just didn't, I really didn't feel up to doing what they wanted to do. Like, I have one good leg left. And the funny thing is, is the one leg that's left that's good was my bad leg to begin with. Okay. And they they would say to my I have limited range of motion in my right leg. Yes. And they were like, "Well, you have to straighten your leg." I said, "If I could straighten my leg, I would." I, said, I would, yes. <laughs> and they they said, "Well, we're going to get it straight." I said, "It didn't straighten before all of this happened." Yes. Yeah. But they were going to come in and they were going to straighten it, and I would tell them, "It doesn't straighten." My wife was here, and she'd tell them. It doesn't straighten. Yeah. Well, he he's just being lazy. No, you're not being lazy. You know what you can or can't do. You know. Yeah. You, and you've you been living in your body for quite a while. You know exactly. what your limitations are. You know, it's not something new that had just happened to you. So. Yeah, this isn't what this isn't what you're here for. <laughs> you're yeah, not yeah. here for the right leg. Yeah. You're yeah. Here for what's left of the left leg. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, oh, that I that used to irk me to no end. But I learned after a while, look, you're not here, you're not listening, get out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it, that's it. And yeah. But they, they think that they know what's best for you. Yeah. And maybe they do. But when it comes to you and to yourself, and to your, like you were saying, this is your life. You, you have to live your life. You know what's best for you. They're yeah. there to assist you. Yeah. They're not there yeah. to live your life for you. Yeah. And... Yeah. When I seen that post on your site, I was like, wow, <laughs> deja vu. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. And it's even the same thing in the hospital. You're yes. In, you're in the hospital. You, now, you you were in the hospital for two years. Yes, yes. How many times did they come in the hospital and say, Aaron, all right, you got to get up now. All right, if you could get up, you would have got up. Yeah, I would have got up. Yeah, like I would have. So I was trying to do everything I could do to do whatever I could. Like to, I was like the ideal patient, physical therapy, OT. I was always with a smile on my face. I always like very eager to go. You know, I just, I, I just wanted to do what I could to get better. I fully believe that I was going to get better in this world. Like, um, I had some illusions that I was going to get better, and I wanted to become a physical therapist. But even, yeah, even when I did get better, like I, when I did progress to where I could walk um, on my own and just take someone's hand for guidance and safety because of the vision, but um, then had the second stroke about six or seven years ago, and that totally, I call that the, the destroyer. That was the destroyer. <laughs> that, that, one, that one put me down. So my vision is worse. My target is worse. My, my uh, everything is worse. Everything's my 
my I have red state weakness and now I have the right and left are both so screwed up. Like I don't know which side is better or worse, you know, so but again I did progress and I did get there. Just I had the second attack and that kinda did me in. So I do I did live for quite a while, like um being like what life was gonna be like. It's like, oh I, this is gonna be awesome. I can do this and but it's it just, you know, fell apart I guess. Yeah. And that's the sorry. No, go ahead. And and that's the thing is that you can do all the right things and you can do everything you're supposed to do and can still something can happen. You know, just like you like so somebody listening today could be doing all the right things, could be going to the gym, eating healthy and working out and have a stroke tomorrow, I have have a heart attack. It just it happens. It is a life, you know, it just it's just something that that's what I think makes life scary sometimes, but yeah, but you see, you have the right attitude. You have the right attitude because you're not letting it. Other people would sit down and say, well, I had a second stroke. It's time for me to lay down and just veg out. Yeah. You're not letting it do that. Yeah, no, I, I, I would be doing, if I could, if I could walk around the house and hop onto the bike or, or, or to the treadmill myself, I'd be on that thing all day long, you know. So I can, can all do it with assistance, you know. So it's, uh, so it's, 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 you know, it's harder, of course. So. Yeah, but I don't. I, I, I bet. I'll, 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 I'll bet you a dollar right now. Yeah. <laughs> that within a year you'll be doing it. I hope so. That's that's the plan. I hope so. I, I, because other people, and. Doing the podcast and doing the websites and stuff like that, people write, and I get I I hear from I hear from people all the time. I'm done. You know I I hate that yeah. attitude. Old way yeah. hate that attitude. I think you can see under pity pop for a little while. You can be upset, but you have to snap out of it. Right. You and me. I have my days where oh. I'm kind of like like sad and depressed, and I sit here and I stare the wall and. It just, you have those days, you have those moments where you miss your old life, you know, that's natural, but you have to get out of it. You have to, you know, you have to pull yourself out of it. I believe everybody is allowed to have a pity party. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody. But it's when that pity party just continues and continues and continues. I know people, myself included, myself included. I, I've sat down and said, I just can't go on anymore. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've done it. And then, you know, a day later, I've shaken it off and I'm back in, I'm back in my, in my den and I'm back on the computer and it yeah. never happened. Yeah. You just have to kind of, yeah, it's like, find it from within. Yeah. You just have to catch your breath. You have to let yourself catch up. But I know other people. That sit that sit back and they just they just give up and how can yeah. you just give up? I just don't understand that. There's yeah. so much to think about it. Look at you. You you've had the strokes. You you've been you've you've made progress and then had to take three steps back. Yeah. Yeah. But now yeah. you're taking two steps forward again. So you still yeah. got to th- take the next step forward so that you're equal to where you were five years ago. 
and then you can take the next step. So now you're ahead of you're yeah. ahead of the game again. But you're doing it, and that's what yeah. that's what impresses me with, with you when I read when I read your site. Like <laughs> you just had the thing with your toothache. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my tooth, yeah, my tooth. It's actually I'm I'm high on um ibuprofen and Tylenol. Right. right. Now, so. <laughs> right. Other people it's... would be like drinking drinking scotch. And... I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, laid out in a drunken stupor, going, "Oh, I can't go on." You, <laughs> you're yep. taking, you're taking ibuprofen, and it's <laughs> just continuing. Yep. I have had the dead tooth dead in my, and no, I can, I can't get it removed until July seventh. So it's a long ways away, but you know, not. It's not that long, but it's a long way. Your brain is gonna explode. So. When you got the toothache, that's 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 light years yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, you have it. You're dealing with it, and you're still going on. Other people. Yeah. And that's that's how that's how it should be. Just deal with it, and keep going. Other people. Yeah. Like I said, you just impressed me. And Thank you. I read your your stories there. And I'm just impressed. And when I read the story about the caregivers, I was like, holy crap. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, I could. Uh. And I, I think, too, I, just another one to add to the caregivers. I think when caregivers come in with a, a downtrodden attitude or, or like a just let's get done attitude, it, I know for me, it affected me. When I know my caregivers are sad or upset or, or disgruntled or. or don't have any interest in what I'm doing. Um, it it makes me not want to do things. It makes me like um, I I'm a I'm a people pleaser. So <laughs> so um, I I kind of like always want to do the easy thing. So for them, so I tend to just be like, oh, okay, it's okay. I won't do it. I I just won't do it. I'll just just be quiet. I won't ask for anything. And which I'm working on. Um, even my boyfriend ask me what I want to eat every night and he says, I'll say whatever. Whatever's easy and I'll say, No, what do you want? <laughs> so you know, it's a, it's, a, it's an issue, but I tend to yeah, maybe it's a little bit of suppression or I think it's a little bit of like even though I am a beat, but it's kinda of like, oh, whatever's easy is for everyone or I don't know if that's just me being you know or if other people have that feeling of like what does it matter? You know, like not not in a depressive way, but like you know, I just want to eat food. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so. I don't know if you look at any of the other sites. There's there's this one that I don't know has to do with anxiety or something. Oh my god! I go because I follow all the the disabled sites that I can on okay. on Facebook, and this there's this one, and I I dread clicking on it. Because I click on it and I read a couple of the stories and I want to I want to put an ice pick in my ear. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so depressing. Yeah. And, and I said to I, there, there was one set that I answered on it and they were like I can't go on. I said maybe you should get help. Yes. And they yeah. gave they gave me a warning. I was like. They, they they gave me a warning. They said if I if I answered like that again they they'd throw me out and. I, I, you were just saying maybe shouldn't that maybe they should yeah, get help. Yeah. And they said that I asked why why was that wrong, and they said that's insulting. Uh-huh. I was uh-huh. like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's 
uh, Sandra, I, I, I'm involved in the uh, Women Living a Stroke Group and Stroke Survivor Group on Facebook. Um, and I think believe that's the only two I follow. Uh -huh. And um, and I, I even shared your, your post in that group, like that, the post you made recently about caregivers. Mm -hmm. um, and um, some people commented, but not a lot of people commented on it. So it's, so I guess just didn't have much say or didn't have not have dealt with caretakers, you know, so, or because most people in the stroke group, unfortunately, like, um, or lucky for them, they've just gone home, uh, you know, or just had a stroke and gone home and had a little PC, had a little OT, but, you know, I know there are probably many people that have life-altering strokes as well, too, but it seems like that group, mainly is like individuals who just, they can still drive or they can still walk or, you know, or some, I uh, I know there are definitely some that have, their whole life is destroyed, but um, it's like mostly I can't really relate to the group, you know. But I'm involved in it because I I obviously do have my stroke, so I feel like I should be a part of it and I try to participate. So this well, you know, the funny thing was when I first had my amputation, the first amputation, the the technician I was living in South Carolina at the time, and the technician that was fitting me for the prosthetic, I, I was devastated getting an amputation. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. And I didn't know where to turn. And he said, well, there's a, there's a group on Facebook, and he says, it's a closed group. I'm going to give you the address, and I'm going to give you a password. And he says, but be careful. Don't go into just any group. He, and I said, well, what's the difference if they have amputations? He says, you got to watch. He says, some people go into these groups and they go into it with uh, bad intentions. I was like, what do you mean bad intentions? Fetishes and things like that? Yes. Yes. I, yep, yep. I didn't believe it until I actually experienced it. There's all types out there for sure. That's, that's, whole other, that's whole other podcasts. <laughs> I, 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 I don't even want to say what happened, but yeah, it that's sickening. Yeah. That that's really sick. That's twisted. Yeah, very much. And and, it, and I've seen. Um, I know this is a little off topic, but people are posting things, and there's it was another group, but I I quickly got out of it. It was a disability group. I'm not sure the exact name, but it was people posting. It was almost like dating website, like. Oh, I had this happen to me that the sexy girl for a picture or a hungry guy, and I I just want someone to take care of me and, and love me and care for me. Will you be the? It was obviously like a scam or something. Oh. So I, I reported both the posts and things like, and I quickly got another girl because I was like, I'm not on here for a dating website. Like, and the, there are plenty of dating websites. But I told the person. Go to OKCubic, go to Match.com, go to, go to Plenty Fish, whatever, you know, you have yeah. to do. So, you know, go. There's all those out there. So it, it, It's amazing. And, but the, if you go into some of these, like, handicap websites, that's yeah. what's in there. And you really yeah. have to be careful. Yes, you do. Yes. And a lot of people taking advantage of handicapped people, um, you know, cause they like, think that, like, we don't have a brain or we, mm. like, lost our mind. You know, it's like, just a... Uh, like feeding us the story, like like doing the whole catfish thing, you know. So oh, without but, a doubt, the people yep. people think that because you have a disability, yep. either you're desperate. Yes. Oh gosh, yes, yes. 
oh, you're either desperate or you're, you're completely stupid. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. I, uh, I that's another thing that I I try, I try like hell to get through to people's minds, especially the, especially the people who have the disability. Don't let yeah. people take advantage of you. Yes. And yeah. I can't stand when somebody like being in a wheelchair. Now you know you you're, you're, yeah. you use a wheelchair. Yeah. One of the things that irked me to no end is if you're talking to somebody and somebody wants to get past you or by you, when they just move you. Oh gosh, I hate that. Yes. <clears throat> you're like a, you're a chair or something. You're just like you're like. You're like yeah. a you're like you're like a chair on wheels for them, so yeah. they just push you out it, of the way. Yeah. Or or I've had the fabulous thing. Uh, I don't know if you've had people try to high five you <laughs> or try to try to pat you on the head yes. or be like, hey, <laughs> hey guys, how you doing? And like give you that like, like you know, yeah. I, yeah, I, I just, they talk to you slow and yeah, slow and, yeah. <laughs> slow and loud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, how are you? Yeah. <laughs> I, that happened, um, uh, that happened a couple years ago. Was actually at a um, an event, for, an autism event, um, and it was actually just like at an event. Like I didn't just didn't have autism, so um, and they, but they assumed I guess I did, um, and then they tried to high five me, and <laughs> I was like, "What?" Like I'm literally blind. I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, and and so uh, I didn't know. What, so I can see them trying to high five me because I can see it. So, so then they like, cool, they just pat my head. How are you doing? And it, it, yeah, it was it was horrible. So yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or oh, the ones that bend down to you. Yes. Oh, bend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, they get... I appreciate that more because they're trying to be on the same level. They're not just talking like talking or standing up. If they bend down and crush down when if they want to talk to you personally like i i kind of appreciate that a little bit more yeah but if they're, if they're talking to you but if they're yeah. talking oh, yeah. at you oh yeah yes yes yeah no this is not there yeah not talking yes i feel like a dog yes yes <laughs> you know they bend down and say and how are you today yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i'm fine how are you yeah, how are you? Yeah, they're talking and having a conversation with you, but not to be like, how are you doing, little guy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. now, if you see me, I have a number of tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> I have a beard. Yeah. 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 And it, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. We had a former life before this. We Something traumatic happened to us. <laughs> um, but we, like, for me, I'm a... I graduated from Emerson College. Right. Magna cum laude. Um, I traveled all over the world with my, my family and my ex fiance. Uh, I've been numerous countries. Like, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I used to work in marketing and public relations. I used to be a special events director. So, you know, I just, you know, I just would love to be acknowledged or treated like a person. So. Yes, that's, that's it. And, that's what I'm. That, that's that's one of the, that's one of the things. That's part of the mission of this podcast, and that's yeah. to get people to treat people with disabilities like they're still human. Yeah, because they're still people. They're not they're, not something to be pitied. Not something to be. Like, oh, 
bless your heart yeah. and you know and all that stuff yeah you can have pity and have uh compassion for me have you know so but don't look up i'm not some i'm not an injured puppy you know right just, exactly you no know, i'm have some understanding and compassion so for what's like to be me or maybe think outside yourself you know what a day in life is like for me and you you know because it's it's totally different, I guarantee, from anyone else. So. Well, I always say, I, I never want to be thought of as the guy in the wheelchair. Think yeah, of me yeah. as Jimmy. If you see me coming, don't say, oh, here comes that guy in the wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. Just say, oh, here comes Jimmy. That's yeah. all. And, you know, the same thing with you. Don't say, oh, here comes that girl with the walker. Yeah, Here yeah. comes Erin. Walker on the wheelchair, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here comes Erin. Yeah. And I know, actually, I ha I've had, like, before this pandemic, when I would go out in the community with my staff, um, I've had people say, "Are you Aaron?" Because they were a part of my group, and I'm like, "I'm like, yeah, I am." I'm like, "How do you know me?" And there was someone backing in the grocery store, you know, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I follow your page, I follow your group," and I'm like, "Oh wow, cool," you know. So right. thank you, you know. Yeah, it's just you know, well, and obviously they recognize me, so you know. There you go. See, so you're getting popular. Yeah, popular. <laughs> but that, that's cool. That's cool. I, yeah, and I think for the most part, I think most people. But then you have that that little fraction of people that just they they're close minded. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, they don't know what it's like, or so like they just the people for the most part have big hearts and. They just don't know what to do. It's just ignorance. It's just pure ignorance and not an awareness, you know. And um, I think in the most part, if when some, someone's told someone something or, you know, or, or how to be, uh, it's just like anything. You you learn, you know, from what you're around. I mean, if you've never been around someone with a disability or never, you know, seen someone like that, you, you just don't know what to do. Or some people have that innate... Um, sensibility of what to do or how to act you know but some people just don't know well, what kills me right now is i see i see an awful lot of people that want to be disabled well, i don't know if they want to be disabled or they want to be considered disabled oh yes yeah the um i, I'm actually think it's easier because we get parking or <laughs> things like that. but so you can take that parking and um you know so but you can take that parking I, and put it where the sun doesn't shine. Yeah, yeah, you can take that parking and you know. So, but uh, yeah, it just it. I think I think it's like more of like a society problem. Like I'm, I know we're going off topic, but it's like it's the like people like nowadays just like I know really I don't want to say weak, but um, like no, like not right. Like there's a lot of mental issues going on in the world, and there's a lot of like depression and sadness. So people just kind of want to give up, you know, and, and I don't know if this is just what you're, you're alluding to, but people tend to think, oh, it'd be so easy if I could just like, lay around and not have to do anything, but it, it's not, you know, it's... it's... Uh, I'll trade places with any one of them. Yes. Any one of them wants to take my problems and, you know, my disability. They want to take my disability... Yeah. I will gladly give them my disability and my parking permit. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my wheelchair. They can have it all. And yeah, yeah. I'll take their abilities and their job. Yes, yeah, yep. Yeah. 
but same thing. But it, it's even uh, my boyfriend has uh, he has an autoimmune disease, mm-hmm. and he suffers with he suffers chronic pain. Like like he can get out in heat. He gets you know really he gets really lightheaded things like that. You know, so it's just it's like no, it's an issue that he doesn't get acknowledged because it's not been fully diagnosed. It's not like it's an unknown autoimmune disease. You know, so it's it's very hard, frustrating. I'm sure for him. Because, like, at least I get acknowledged, and I get, I can, not that it gets special treatment, but I get, like, I get some more compassion and understanding, but, right. yeah, you know, like, when you have a hidden illness, like, a, like a you know, I know, that's what they call that, a hidden illness, or like mm-hmm. an autoimmune disease, or fibromyalgia, it's people look at you and say, oh, you look fine, you're just being lazy, right. you're, like, what, you know, and that's so infuriating, because he, He's probably one of the hardest workers I know, you know, and does everything for me, everything around the house, everything, everything. So imagine what that is, like having an invisible disability, you know. So when people are out there pretending or or wanting to have an invisible disability, yeah, they don't really have one, you know. Oh, that's a, that, I, I had posted a couple of things like that on, on Facebook. Yeah. You know, you have a wheelchair. Yeah, well, you can see it. Because you can yeah. see it. You get people that have lung disease or heart disease. Yes, yeah. You you, you can't see those things, but they're yeah. there. Yep. They're there. And they still need to, need to be acknowledged. And, and not acknowledged, but not you need a gold medal for it, but you need to be like understood. You Unde- know, right, some, exactly. Yeah, understanding. You know, it's new. Like, I can't do certain things that I would have done, you know, 10 years ago. I just can't do like, like, I just not not that it's not possible, but I get more tired, and mm-hmm. uh, it's not like I, I can just get up and go and like I'm just hop in my car and look the way I want to look with my hair and makeup. Because let's be honest, I don't want to go anywhere if I look like I crawled out of a trash can. So, you know, <laughs> so, so it's yeah, so it's it's a lot harder and a lot of you know. So I need to have my staff help me with my hair and makeup. I need to get dressed. I need to. I need full on care. Like I need to. I I can't even pull up my own pants, you know, without falling down. So it's I need pretty much, you know, full on twenty four hour care. So it's so when people. I've accepted that my limitations, but it's when others don't accept it right. that make you feel bad about it. Like, oh, why can't you do see this? Well, I I can't. I just I'm sorry. You know, I want to go to that place or to that thing, or but it's just not possible. So it's gonna you know take more time getting me out of the car than I'm gonna spend at the actual event. So it's just it's crazy. It it's really crazy. And then. What that's why I can't understand. See, like what you're talking about, you get to the point where you don't want to go to certain places because it's yeah. going to take longer to get ready. It's going to take longer yeah. to get in the car and out of the car, so you don't want yeah. to go. And then you get people that are like, "I want to, I, I want to collect disability. I want to be sick." I don't understand yes. that. Yeah, no, I don't understand that either. I, I don't look at. Like, I find that very insulting, actually. Yes, because because it, it's, it's actually like takes away like you know financially from like, the the government because of people who really need it, and then we're not getting it. You know, so and you, it it makes it bad for everybody that does need it because they have to weed out the fakers, so you have to jump through hoops. Yes. Yes. 
when you really do need it, when you really do need the help, you have to jump through hoops to prove that you're not faking. Yes. And L- luckily for me, I was in a wheelchair at the time, and I was still partially blind when I got my disability, so there was no no question of me being, so I never had to deal with that, but I've heard other horror stories of people mm-hmm. playing, you know, with individuals saying, I can't, I really need this financial assistance, I can't go on, and, and that's really unfortunate because it's like, then the others suffer. So. Right, well, I had the same thing, I never had to go through anything I went, I went, they sent me to the, uh, to the hospital, I had to get x-rays done, and stuff like yeah. that. One, two, three, I went in and I went in. I was approved the first time. Yeah. But I, like you said, I've heard horror stories. I, I still hear them today. People people will write me and say, is there anything I should do? And I just tell yeah. them, be honest. You know, yeah. If they, well, you know, people are crazy too because they don't want to go to all the doctor's appointments. That, yes. Well, if you don't want to go to the doctor's appointments, mm. evidently you're probably not disabled. Yes, yes. You need to go to all the appointments. You need to go to everything. Just it's that's if that you want if you want to to prove that you're disabled. That's that's, that's you part should of, do that. That's part of the program. It's part of the you know, if, part of the plan. They, they, I had I had one fellow. I'll tell you this real quick. He this is two years ago. He wrote me, and he, he said uh, he got the, you know when you get that letter that Social Security sends you? Yes, And yes. they want to know if you're still disabled? Well, he, yes, I still, I always got that one. <laughs> he, he got one, and he said, they want to know if I'm still disabled. What are, what are they, kidding? I was like, well, yeah. they send it to you every three, four years, whatever Yeah, every couple years, yeah. And uh, I said, just fill it out. He said, well, I haven't gone to the doctor since, you know, in, in almost two years. I said, well, why haven't you gone to the doctor? He says, well, what am I going to go to the doctor for? I said, well, because you're disabled. Yeah. Well, he says, well, what am I going to go to the doctor for? I said, because you're disabled. Yes, yeah. Unless you're not anymore. Well, and you, right, you know. if, you, if you haven't been to the doctor, maybe you're not disabled yeah. anymore. Well, yeah. Uh, he says, well, he says, how am I going to go to, what am I supposed to do? I said, well, Right down the last time you were at the doctor. He says, I don't remember the last time I was at the doctor. He says, like oh, two wow. years ago. I said, well, yeah. then write it down. So he writes on the he writes on the form. And I, I told about this in one of the episodes of the podcast. He writes on the form. He says, I haven't been to the doctor, but I'll go to any doctor you want me to go to because I'm still disabled. Well, they, they suspended his payments. <laughs> he yeah, had, yeah. He had to go to a doctor. But he says to me, he goes, that's not right. I said... He says, I'm disabled. How can I, how, why do I got to keep going to a doctor? I said, that's your job. He says, what job? He says, I'm disabled. Yeah, but that's, that's you. You proof. Like, proof that I have, <laughs> Yeah. Like, I have um, annual reviews with uh, Mass Health. Um, like, someone calls me or they come out and they, they have nurses and things like that. They look at my progress. They, like, how I'm like, walking a little bit, like, how I can open bottles and things like that. Like, yeah, and obviously, because the pandemic, everything's been virtual. But um, right. but like I have to prove like I'm still I'm not run, running around anymore. I'm not <laughs> jumping up down. You know, like like you know. So but and I get that. I I appreciate that they do that because it's like maybe if I've regressed, maybe I can get some extra services or maybe there's something more they can they can offer and provide for me. So you know, like I just that's 
I, I guess that's the difference between people who really are seeking to get better and progress and people who just com- may be complacent. I, I'm, I don't want to speak out of the term, but that just some people are just fine as it is. You know, I just, they're just fine getting their, you know, collecting their, they just go to check and just doing what they do and not, you know, just, they could the status quo, I guess. Right. But I mean, if you're on disability, not that you. I mean, I I feel like I live at a doctor's office. Yes. Because mm-hmm. I have so many different things going on. I'm at a doctor's at least at least three four times a month. But wow. I'm not. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying everyone should be at a doctor's office three four times a month. But I yeah. am. But you should be going at least you know once every couple of months. Yeah, yeah. For, for, for checkups, you know. Yeah, checkups follow-ups. and uh, the dentist, the checkups, the, the, you know, just to keep your overall well-being. Right, know? exactly. This not going for two years, that's... Yeah. You know, <laughs> you're just asking for problems. And evidently, if you can if you can skip the doctor for two years, uh, there mustn't be much wrong with you, you know. And, yeah. Or the other ones that they're on disability and they're out working. Yes, I've, 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 I've not experienced that personally, but I've, I've seen that, you know, like, like, yeah, I've yeah. heard, like, family members or, or not family members, but friends, or friends of family members, and they are doing that, like, oh, don't tell so-and-so, he's not supposed to be lifting that, but um, he's building a house for this weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. You know, and again, it's like you said, they're doing this, and they're, they're kind of screwing over the government. Well, people that actually need it yeah, yeah. Are, are, are having to jump to hoops. And then yeah. they're getting denied. Well, people that are out building houses are still yes, collecting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, uh, it's so unfair. But anyway, like you said, we got, off, we got off topic there. And I'm sorry about that. But back to caretakers <laughs> real quick. <laughs> but caretakers, like doctors, they work for you. They're, yes, and if they if they're wrong, if they're wrong fit, there's nothing wrong with saying, "Well, look, I'm going to try somebody else." Yes, yeah. Same nothing thing. Wrong with, same like, thing. I, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, no, sorry. I, I'll let you. Go. I was going to say same thing with doctors, same oh, thing yeah. with therapists. If they're the wrong fit, if they're making you wait, or if they're telling you things that doesn't sound right, you can, you're entitled through Medicare, to get a second opinion. Yes. You know, nobody says that you're, you're tied to this doctor or tied to this therapist or tied to the caretaker even. Yes. You're entitled to, to switch. Just yeah, because... You have the choice. Yeah, just because we're disabled doesn't mean we're stuck with them. Yeah. No? I, I think some people, like, like I said, it's like Stockholm Syndrome. You know, sometimes when you with a caretaker that you kind of don't like or fit you, it's you don't want to anchor them because these are the people that are making you food, helping you in the shower, helping bathe and things like that. And you know, at least for me, it's not like I could get a new person right away. You know, like there's like, if there was a week or two in period and time period, like a, like a transition. So it's like you had to deal with that for a week or two. It, it was like a, it made it very hard and difficult because you were working with these people so closely together that yet you don't really like them or you don't, like they're not a fit for you. And so it was kind of like a, it was, it was 
there was a certain time period with with every caretaker that I've ever like just not fit with that it's been kind of like going through the motions and just doing things to do things just like getting through the day you know because it's like what else are you gonna do you can't be like I I don't like you so <laughs> and I leave my house you know because that you're helpless so you have to kind of pick and choose your battles I guess to say right but they you also can't let them tell you like if you just say, for instance, you, you're watching a TV show. You can't let them say, well, you got to go in for a shower now. Oh, yeah. No, 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 uh, no. You're I, not you're not a child. Yeah, no, I've never experienced that. So and for the most part, I always had young girls as my kid jerkers because remember, I was 30 when I had my stroke. So right. like, I always had kind of like girls in the 20s or early 30s, you know, so as my kid jerkers. So it was almost like I... I had some really good ones that they were like more like companions, so like friends, and that's where the I guess the friendship line got across, the friendship caretaker line got across sometimes. So, but um, I did have some really really good ones, um, and that kind of really like seek to, you know, happy right. live my life and express what I wanted to express and do what I wanted to do, and that was like doing what they want to do, or so. Well, that's good. That's real good. Yeah. I've had, I had a couple that reminded me of Broomhilda. <laughs> <laughs> the Beast of Bayonne is one. <laughs> but yeah, uh, believe you me, I've had some of some sad ones too. So. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, one made me feel like I was in Stalag Thirteen. She, oh gosh. <laughs> she came out ruled with an iron fist. Boy, she uh, woman actually scared me. But uh, you know, but. You just, you got to just remember, they work for you, you don't work for them. They're yes, not your, yes. they're not your, your parent, <laughs> you know? Yes. But some of them come in and they act like they are, but they're not. And you have every right. Uh, you just got to remember, just because you're disabled doesn't mean you've lost your rights. And just because yes. you're disabled, you're not a prisoner. Yes, yes. And a lot of people forget that, especially in the beginning. I think as time goes on, you you realize, but especially in the beginning, someone who just became disabled, they're they're so, I don't know, in flux. Yeah, they're new. They're they're flowing from learning this information and realizing that, you know, their whole world was changed. Right. And then I know before I was disabled, I knew nothing about these things, like nothing about, like, patient rights or home care or therapy and things like that because it just wasn't part of my world. You know? Right. And why would it be? Yeah. You know, but so the, the, I know a lot of people when they first become disabled, they believe that if you're disabled, you're supposed to be in bed 24 hours a day. And they, Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. They believe if you're disabled, you're like a prisoner in your house and that's not the truth. Then and how are you ever going to get better? Yeah, exactly. Reminds me of Charlie in the chocolate factory, and the the mother, the the um, grandparents always lay in the bed. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yes, but that's the that's the that's the mindset of some people, that you know they're disabled now and their life is over. Yeah, no. No, you're disabled. Your life is re. You're being reborn. As a person with yeah, a disability, to, that's all. To find things that you like to do, or like maybe it's, I used to be a runner. I used to knit, 
I used to paint, but so I can't really do any of those things now. So I'm trying to find new things that I'd like to do. Like I'm trying to work on my playing my, my iPad. There's a Sims game that I really like, and it helps with my targeting. And it's kind of like a living life, like a, you know, can decorate the house, you know, build things, and you know, so it's not easy for me to do, but it gives me something to do and work on my targeting, and my, you know. So I'm doing some form of therapy and and like living my life, I guess, through the Sims. So, but well, look what you're doing with the with the with the group. You're bringing yeah, yeah. you're, you're bringing people out, whether you believe it or not. You're helping people with that group. Yeah. You you really are. You're bringing. Yeah, that's, you're bringing I hope so. You are. You're bringing people out that really would have no place else to go. Yeah. And that that and, and, that means and the fact that it's like the I know that it's called that vegan disabled gal, you know. So, but um, and but the fact that there are other dis- the vegans with disabilities, you know. So there are other. I've had numerous people contact me and say, "Hey, thanks so much for the school, but like, it's." You don't have to be disabled or a vegan to be a part of it. You just have to be, I would say, just have to be a good person. But um, it just helps that I have a bunch of vegans that really enjoy the group. And then I have a bunch of people with disabilities who really enjoy and follow the group. And I just share my story, just share, like, daily updates and daily events or stories or random things that could be working out or just trying to show and um, also showing the work I do with Arthur's Acres, um, that's an animal sanctuary in Parkland, New York. Um, and um, I fundraise for them a lot, you know, because I can't physically do much, but I can certainly raise money for them. That's what I used to do in my former life. So uh, I'm a huge, you know, supporter of the bills. Um, and I'm actually going to go uh, this fall, and we're going to take the two-and-a-half-hour drive and go visit the sanctuary. And I've already told Jamie, my boyfriend, that I'm going to jump out of my chair, or as much as I can, or fall out of my chair, and roll <laughs> around the, the, with the little pigs. And But not the big ones. I think King Carl, the big guy, he would trample me. So not the big ones. I will just uh, roll around with the, the pop belly pigs. So, but... And I didn't. Like, so I'm just hoping to share a message of compassion and awareness for everyone, for animals, for people with disabilities. For just because I believe that when you don't know, you don't know. But once you do know, you can make a change. You know. That's right. And I just want to I just want to let everybody know I'm going to have the links for Arthur's Acres in the show notes as well as the links to Aaron's Facebook page in the show notes. So anyone that wants to go and visit, because Arthur's Acres, I started looking at those pages, and that's pretty interesting. They do have live videos on there. Yes. (laughs) They do a live update um, every day of the week, and some days, like, just randomly. um, And so you really get to see and interact and get to know the the, the pigs and the animals. and Todd is an amazing individual. I can't express how much, like, I say I love you, Todd, whenever I'm commenting on, on the live feed. He's, he's so amazing. And he, he is Todd, too, which we call his, his assistant. is also named Todd. So we call him Todd number two. So, And they're all amazing. And all the volunteers that work there, um, and they're, they're just an amazing nonprofit. They're just so, just I, I can't express how much I love them and love what they do. I, 
I'm telling you, you have to go over and check out that website. It, it's pretty cool, actually. It really is. And it, it kind of steals your heart when you start watching them running around. Yeah. And so. to bring a smile to anyone's face, if you're feeling lonely or down, or just watch Arthur Shakers, and you, you'll be smiling and laughing because they're, they're so adorable and cute, and they such personalities, all the animals. Well, Erin, this has been fun. And I definitely want to have you on again because I could go on talking with you for hours. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but well, we have a lot in common. So we, although different, yep, similar, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to definitely have you on again. I want to thank you for being on here today with us. And we'll talk again. Okay, excellent. Thank you very much. Nice to talk to you all. And like I said, we'll talk again. I'll have all the links in the show notes. And thanks again. Thank all you. Right. You're welcome. Thank you. Take care. I want to thank Erin Fernandez for being on the podcast today. It was a lot of fun. And I'm going to hold it to a promise. She's coming back on again in the future. And I want to thank you, the listeners, for being here. Because without you, we wouldn't be here. And I want to remind you, no matter what, things can always be worse. That's right, my friends. Right now, there's somebody somewhere wishing that they were in your position. So things can always be worse. You've been listening to An Apple a Day. My name is Jimmy Apple, and I'll talk to you again real soon. Have a great one, my friends. Thanks for listening to An Apple a Day with Jimmy Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.